Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Black Just Fun. It's me, Robert. With me, Pete. And let Mo out here. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I learned this week? Nothing. One plus one. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know Dragon Ball GT, right? I'm going to ignore you. You know Dragon Ball GT? Yeah. Do you know when that first aired? It must have been, it must be something dumb. Um, 2000? 1996. Wow. Oh, that's like Power Rangers territory. Yeah. Oh, so, so that means Dragon Ball must have been like 1980 or something. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it was that late. <laughs> that's crazy. Mm. Crazy. Ah, oh, that's my fact fact for the day. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you for bro. the useless fact. Dragon Ball first aired 26th of April 1989. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how long, how old were you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just a month, just a month yeah. of five days old. Like a couple yeah. weeks after I was born, you know, mad. Mm. That just shows you how, how timeless Dragon Ball the Dragon Ball series was. Yeah, and it's did not... Did they ever find the Dragon Balls? Uh, yeah, they did. You, you, bro, you haven't watched Dragon Ball, have you? Wow. They found it a few times, bro. Yeah. Because right. someone died and then they, they used it to bring bring them back to life. Yeah. Mm. They found it They found it a bunch Isn't of times. one character that always dies? <laughs> Yamcha or Krillin or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, yeah. Goku, Goku keeps dying. Um, and he keeps getting brought back. Um, to, to a point where he came back with a halo on his head because they didn't want to revive him again. Yeah, it's just long. <coughs> I've only seen the Dragon Ball movie with Chao Yun Fat, which is the worst. Apparently. Say so the name Fat. again. Chao Yun Fat. I think it's Chao Yun Fat. I thought you said something different initially, but <laughs> okay. Cool. Right. Should, we, should we get into it? Yes, sir. Who's in a hot seat? Is it me? No, I think it's me. I was in the hot seat last week. Okay. Yeah, Chow Young Fat. Master Roshi. Then just say Master Roshi. No, but that's not the guy. No, because you were saying the actor that was playing Master Roshi. Because I know him from. In the live action? Yeah. Oh, you wasted your time watching that. Crazy. Yeah, I know. That's what I heard. Anyway, anyway, we're getting, we're getting sidetracked. Getting sidetracked. Let's go! Sweet. Take my time in the hot seat. Cool. Peter, can, can, can I go first? Yeah, yeah, yeah go, go for ahead. it. Um, is, it is, is it wrong for Christians to want to have prenups before they get married? <laughs> Um, I think it's, I think it betrays a, either a misunderstanding of marriage or a lack of faith in marriage. Um, in as much as I know it's, you know, she's for the streets. (laughs) Not not even, not even, not even because 
you know, your prenup could be whatever, right? Um, and and could be dependent <coughs> on whatever that leads to the marriage. But if marriage is as sorry, sorry, let me give a quick story. <laughs> so <laughs> when Peter was like, it could be dependent on whatever. I heard a story about a guy who said um, he would get prenup with his wife that if she hits a certain weight, they'll get a divorce. <laughs> and then I was talking to someone about it, and I'm like, yo, but you can only get a divorce like if she's fornicated. And then he's like, yeah, she was fornicated with chicken wings. <laughs> Um, but, but what do you think the argument is that you get a prenup for the same reason you get car insurance, not because you believe you're going to crash, but if it happens, you want to make sure you're, you're covered? That's because in this country, car insurance is legal, legally required. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then, but then also, what, what's, I mean, the, the, you know, you use the car example, the car insurance example, and that's if you have an accident. Now, yes, you can trust that God is going to keep you. But then at the same time, you're also a human being. And unless you understand that you've made mistakes before, you know, you could have an accident. Um, and if, if you are to, maybe God will provide. But I think car insurance is a bad example because it's legally required um, when it comes to marriage. Okay, life insurance. Life insurance then. Again, same thing. Same thing. If Okay, it's not legally required. But then if I am to die, which I know I will die, I'd want you know, my, my family taken care of. And if I can sort of prepare for that financially, not even in the sense of, um, because I'm not going to benefit from that. It's my family that's going to benefit from that. You know, I don't want to die and then mortgage payments fall on to Anita on her own. You know, nah, I'll, I'll, it's important to have life insurance so that she's she's uh, she's covered and, and the kids are covered and stuff like that. So again, I think... You have life insurance? Yeah, yeah. Well, as soon as we got a place, we had to. Well, Ooh. we didn't have to. You only have to have building insurance, but yeah, we got we got life insurance as well. Yeah. Anyway, um, prenups. Prenups. I think if you subscribe to the definition of marriage as pre- presented by the Bible, there is no option for divorce. Like even for uh, even um, adultery was sort of a. Um, compromise because of the, the the hardness of people's hearts but otherwise you look at um what's the guy's name that married the whole uh, yes you look at his story you know and it's like i mean he was representing god and the church so fair enough but well god and his people but um the but the biblical um description of marriage does not permit for willy-nilly divorce and thus you know, um, a prenup, I think, either betrays a misunderstanding of that or a lack of faith in that. Um, so but I, I wouldn't... You, yeah. But, but, but the one we take into consideration that, like, 50% of marriages end in divorce. Yeah, that's fine. That's not what the Bible prescribes. That's not what the Bible presents as the definition of marriage. Now, it's not to say that we're all doing it right. No. Um, but it is to say... The fact of the matter is, if you are getting a prenup, then either you don't have faith in what marriage is supposed to be by God, or you don't understand what marriage is to be by God. 
and I think that's just the it's just a factual you know I wouldn't say it's a sin I would say it 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 betrays that because the biblical presentation of marriage is until death you know so anything other than that is either you don't have faith that you can do that or you don't understand that that's that's the position I'm taking on it that if you mm. if you do it's either of those things I'm not saying it's right or wrong I just think that's what it means if you want to get what, it what if what if the argument also is made that when Jesus was speaking about marriage mm. the disciples I think it was Peter who mentioned that yo like that is a hard teaching mm-hmm. someone's echoing I think it's Robert um, saying that's a hard that's a hard teaching um and then Jesus saying, Yeah, not everyone can accept this teaching. Um, he didn't deny that it was hard, it didn't yeah. deny, but it's yeah. like not everyone can do that. Um, but for those who have been given the right or go be given that grace can go ahead and do that. And arguably when Jesus was speaking about marriage, there was no such thing as a prenup. There was no such thing as, oh, I've divorced my wife, so she's going to take half. Mm. Fam, you're going back to wherever you're going, mm. empty-handed or whatever, uh, or with whatever you've got. Yeah. Um, and so argument being prenup wasn't a thing when Jesus was speaking about it. Yeah, but there was um, accommodation. Oh, sorry. Made. So look, when I, when I mentioned the first part, yeah. the first part was in relation to, again, this is just speculation, mm. but potentially the the same statistics in terms of divorce Mm. because of the response of the, of the disciples be like, yo, like this is hard. Like Mm. bag of people are getting divorced and that, like if, if we're not supposed, if we're not allowed to, then that's a hard, that's a hard teaching. Um, So statistically you can argue that people are still getting divorced at the same rate as they are doing now. Um, If you could, if biblically you could like, not biblically, but historically, within the Jewish culture, you could divorce your wife and they could take half. Would there have been some sort of nuance or law or regulation or something to kind of govern that? So are you saying, I don't understand. So what, what's the question? Would they, would they have prenups here? So I don't, I don't think it's a question. It's more so a, like a spanner in the works mm. and mm. thinking through it and that, um Jesus recognized the difficulty of um staying married essentially mm. Mm. um but and that representing a, the potential of divorce being as prevalent then as it is now mm. and um wives taking half or a spouse taking half or however it worked out mm. wasn't a thing back then mm. um but if it was would that have shaped the conversation a bit more that they were having that yeah i don't think so because i mean even then marriage wasn't what it is now like mm-hmm. there's a lot more significance uh for the woman in those times you know just mm-hmm. being you know historically accurate it was a lot more beneficial for the woman to be married and to be sort of taken care of in that capacity now it's significantly different um but I think I think in in Christ recognizing that it is a hard teaching, um, and not then, um, sort of running back what he said. If that makes mm. sense, like yes, it is a hard teaching, but that doesn't change the facts. The requirements, yeah, the requirements. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes perfect sense. So I think I think it will still be the same. 
Mm. And again, it's not to say that it's wrong or, or anything. I just think it betrays those two things. Either you don't have yeah. faith that you can stay married, um, or... In which case, why are you getting married? Well, because you love the person. <laughs> <laughs> or you don't, you don't understand that it doesn't... <laughs> there is no out. There isn't supposed Ooh. to be an out. It's two becoming one. To um, death do us part. To <laughs> become one. Um, okay. Um, Robert, what are you saying? Yeah, I'm happy with that. Marriage is for a lifetime, not just for Christmas. Come on. <laughs> That's like, stupid. <laughs> uh, so my question here is a silly one, but still has implications. Um... So what happens, yeah? How, okay, a Christian couple come to you. Robert, what are you doing? A Christian couple come to you, yeah? I'm saying um, Who, for, for argument's sake, are married. For argument's sake, are married. This, this is a hypothetical. For argument's sake, they're married. Um, but they realize somewhere down the line, somehow, that they're actually siblings that were mm. separated, <laughs> separated at birth, adoption, whatever, and they've kind of come back together. Mm. Um, so obviously they're married, they've consummated a marriage, they've been living, they've been living their best married life. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't they haven't got any kids as of yet. Um, but obviously they find out that they're siblings, same mom, same dad, biological parents, that presents a moral dilemma. And they're like, Elder Peter, we want to sit down and have some biblical counsel. Mm. How, how do you approach this conversation? What, what do you say? What do you do apart from praying and fasting before you have it? You know, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy. You would have been saying, yo, that's my brother in Christ. He's just your brother. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> yeah. We are trying to find the answer. We're looking for that inspiration. <laughs> looking to the heavens for when's comes my help. Because uh, it's I think, I okay, think, maybe first question. Yeah. Does is is do you believe that God sees that marriage as holy? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Just a go Ruby right. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know what I say? I don't know. Is you know, before they got married, was there at the back of someone's mind like? No, I don't have, you know, like, I don't have spiritual peace about this, not knowing why. And then it's God trying to tell you, that's your sister, bro. <laughs> that's your brother. <laughs> you know? And then they ignored it because of love. And then this comes out. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think because at the point at which they got married, they didn't know. Ooh. And if they haven't, so I'd have to go through various situations. If either of them, both of them, didn't have this sort of strong like 
uncertainty about it or lack of peace about it as sometimes Ooh. is the case with a Christian making a decision that's wrong that they don't know is wrong but God is trying to tell them if they didn't have that and they were both happy they're both Christian they're both cool and they got married um, I think I think God seeing it and knowing you know he's like ah, guys I wish you didn't, wouldn't do this um, I don't know if I can say God sees it as holy or not but yeah I don't think uh, the, the, the other thing however the other thing however is um, like marrying family members biblically isn't isn't a far-fetched thing Sarah was Abraham's sister half yeah, sister but fair after enough. that after that in the in the Ten Commandments they were saying don't marry your father's yeah. child yeah. or your mother's child yeah. Yeah, they made it a true. lot more explicit there that's true. and all of those sort of had their own little things you know that that showed God didn't. Yeah, so I guess no. I guess the answer would be God knowing that's your brother, that's your sister, wouldn't want that marriage to happen, um, or, or wouldn't 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 be wouldn't see it as holy because he knows he's got more information. And when they got the information, they that's why they're coming for counselling if they are. Yeah. Um, and so so there's that in answering your question, Rob. I don't think God sees that as holy. Um. Do you know I don't what, necessarily yeah? think he holds it against them because they did it. Kinda, know. Yeah, but, I was about yeah. to say just to add because you had asked a question before, like this is last year or potentially two years ago, and it's 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 like when you commit a sin, up until you recognize that it's a sin, it, like the atonement isn't required until you mm. recognize that it's a sin, mm. and so I would almost argue that in their innocence. Yeah. That union wasn't seen as sinful yeah. until yeah. they yeah. recognized definitively, yo, this is my sister. Okay. And not necessarily this is now a sin, but it's like now there is a dilemma. How do you yeah. move forward from exactly. here? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. How I, I want to wanna put that. Um, this is what I would tell them to do. Honestly, I would have Stop to go smashing. to. Yeah. Well, uh, that would be where I, that would be the position I would take, you know, because one biologically it's not healthy. Two, we understand like as you say, you know, it biblically not right. You're not, it's not right. And now that you have that information, you have to make a decision that you know now you know what well, actually this is not right, and that's why you're coming for counsel because you know something's mm. amiss. Um, and so you yeah, advise them to get divorced. Yeah. Or annulled, uh, I think. I think they can annul it on that. So that it's like it never happened. <laughs> That's wild, though. I, Yo. I mean, I know, you've invested emotions, and I, I wouldn't trivialise it and say, yeah, it's easy. But at the same time, like, if you know, and you know, you know, like, yeah. maybe go and get a second opinion, maybe do some DNA test. But that's not, but, like, they've, they've done the DNA exactly. testing, and they, you know. they've got the scientific proof, and then they yeah. come to you. Ancestry.com. Yo. Then, unfortunately, that's, yeah. The family tree was to... not very expansive in this one, boy. <laughs> You're going to have to cut your losses. and, and I think so wild. But I think they even wouldn't feel comfortable, if that makes sense. Mm. And clearly they don't because they're coming for counsel. So it's not the answer you want to hear or they'd want to hear, I imagine. But it's an answer I think they know in their hearts. You can't, yeah. especially now that you know, you can't carry on. You have to get annulled and, yeah, stop smashing. But then if they decide to carry on smashing, well, 
mean, I mean, legally, they've got, they've been raised by different parents. They've got different surnames. So it's like, but yeah, that's, biologically, that's such yeah, a it's, it's a madness to be kids, and it's quite clearly not something prescribed in the Bible. Like, yeah, don't smash your father's, your know, children and stuff like that. So, yeah. Then I'd have to say, yeah, now you guys need to either stop smashing and get annulled and figure out a way to mourn and get over your loss. Um, That question. I mean, it's a loss and a gain. Because you you, you gain. (laughs) That's the one. Gain the siblings to start. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, a question. Question. If they couldn't get get it annulled, and so they had had to get divorced. Yeah. If they were to get re-, re remarried, would that be seen as adultery? No. Well, no, I don't think so in that case because not in the sight of God, I don't think because that marriage was not legit to begin with. Oh. It was an abomination. <laughs> so it wouldn't be what God would have wanted for them. Yeah. Originally. That's wild, though. So they're just correct. Imagine the like they made in their them not were praying. Them not were praying and fasting and that. And they had the sense of we should be together, not as a couple, but as siblings. But they just obviously they understood it as oh, we should be together. Cool. We should be a family. You know, like that. <laughs> no, you no, you already a family. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 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 would this advice would this advice still stand for like first cousins and second cousins? And like how many cousins out would it be until it was it was okay to say? That's what a weird one. To be honest, I'd probably base my answer on the biology because I don't know. Because I think if I'm correct, the Bible prescribes your um your father or your mother's kids. So like the direct half thing. Yeah. I don't know what it says about uncle and auntie. And again, Abraham again yeah, cultural differences. Laban, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Laban was uh what's his name Jacob's uncle Rachel effectively was his cousin as was Leah Ew. Um, so and he had he had the sisters mud yeah yeah so and their maids mud <laughs> so um I- I'd have to look at the biology and see how far out is it safe mm. if that makes sense yeah I think I think biblically it's it's immediate relatives so like yeah. father's children or mother's children yeah. but you could go for your cousins first cousins and stuff because even when they were dividing the land there was one guy who only had daughters and they were like yo like we need to get land yeah. um and they were like yeah you can but you're not allowed to marry anyone outside of the clan so yeah. essentially you're marrying your cousins yeah, yeah. you by by virtue of you getting land you're forced to marry your cousins that's wild crazy yeah man Gotta, gotta keep in the family. Can I tell you I'll tell a weird story? <laughs> I need to see her. So if she if she gives me like eyes, I'll I'll have to edit it out. But... <laughs> Unless someone's so, watching live. So yeah, actually who's what no, everyone's watching. <laughs> so so I think in chatting with Anita and stuff, I found out that it's potential that when we were like we kids, like when we went to Ghana. We lived in a certain place in Kofodia that mm. I think Anita lived close to. So there's a high potential that as we kids are cross path, uh, our, our cross path, our path <laughs> crossed. <laughs> Damn. 
<laughs> so when we were great when we were doing the counseling and stuff to get married and like you know you go to the parents and they go to their parents and my dad went mm-hmm. to her dad's place in Ghana at the back 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 of my mind and this is just because I always try and consider as many situations it's like what if we're related <laughs> like <laughs> so I had to prepare myself mentally like if we're related we're shutting this thing down <laughs> stress after investing seven years you know <laughs> literally Right. Oh. I'm, I'm in the back of my head I was like if my dad comes back and is like yeah Pete like her dad is like my second cousin or something I was like oh, okay cool I'm going to have to deal with no, but that's alright though I don't if, know if your parents are second cousins that makes you what that said quite fair, far out yeah. yeah yeah but no it's just it's just because I actually have considered that before um, yeah luckily no relation so we can carry on smashing, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> Come like Uncle Ruckus, no relations. Oh, so now you want to talk about smashing? Come yeah, on. It's all right, because if that's all I say about it, then it's cool. I ain't going to detail with you guys. But um, yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my answer. Little nibbles before. Okay. All right, no, good. <laughs> I, like, I like that. <laughs> little nibbles, you know. <laughs> Hey, we still need to do this say, Amsterdam trip, man. Nah, no. I was just going to say no teeth, but cool. Hey. <laughs> All right. What's our topic? Right. Was you happy with Peter's answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was as I said, it, 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 it's a serious one, but it's not serious. It's banned. So, yeah. like, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, he, he he had a good had a good crack at it, so I'm happy with it. Cool. All right, so let's have a conversation. Right, I want to talk about London. So, so the 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 overarching theme of the conversation is is living in London overrated. All right, but let me let me let me give you the backstory first. Yeah, so I would like to eventually like buy a house. You know. Buy a house with a nice garden and all of that good stuff. But trying to do that in London, it's crazy. Like if you if you go on right move, you can the the, the price of, of a garage is thirty thousand pounds. A garage. <laughs> a garage. <laughs> a plot of land for your car. <laughs> you can't even live in it. You can't live in it. This is how times are and like even in the area where where like we live, like like the houses, um, here it's, it's definitely like three bedroom houses, easily four hundred half a mil. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. like, bruv, who's got that money? Even with all these schemes that the government is trying to help people with, it's not it's not feasible. And so, not yeah, yeah. And so it it, it feels like if 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 we do want to buy a house, bar winning the lottery. Or becoming criminals, we're gonna to have to move out a bit further. And and like I was born and raised in Waterloo. Like I didn't leave Waterloo until I was thirty, so I've always lived in the heart of London. <laughs> Even coming out to to Norwood, it's like it's like a whole new world. Like I I need to walk twenty minutes to get to a shop. I need to walk twenty minutes to get to. A station. It's crazy. I, I, this life is not for me. And how much more so if you're like moving to Essex or Kent or whatever, 
But now I'm thinking, is London so great that I'm I'm, I'm missing it so much? Mm. And like Peter already lives in like the sticks already, and he's he's grinning good. right now. I don't he think he's ever lived in London. Smug. What do you mean? What do you mean? London London. Wellington is London. That's and I was also born. I was also born in North London. I was born in Enfield, which is also London. Enfield is barely London. I just lived around the M25. <laughs> if a red bus goes there, if I can lose my ISO card, it's London. Relax. I just lived around the M25. I feel that was good. When people try to play in Greater London. Okay, what? <laughs> when people Crane try to play in Greater London. <laughs> Yeah, fam. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess. Uh, so I guess you're you, you're really gonna get two perspectives here because I know Mo, you love lo- living in London, um, and I, I I don't rate it as much. Um, I think I would definitely say it's overrated. I think, um, especially with the pandemic and sort of doing things remotely and everything, I oh. think it became very very apparent that actually London is just oversaturated. And it's like over um, overpopulated, um, and so the prices are, I don't think, really indicative of the value, if that makes sense. Oh. Um, uh-huh. And I think, especially in the UK, like transport is so good, it's not that hard to get into London and out of London. Yeah. Um, and so, if you ask me. You know, ten out of ten times, I'll say, yeah, it's it's overrated. Move slightly out, if you if you can, if your work allows it, if you don't mind, move all the way out, because it's it's like ridiculously cheap. Like the further away you go, the cheaper it gets, and it's mad the difference. Where you're still looking at an hour's train into London, or less, you know, where or going from depending on where you go. Well, yeah, but going from, so going from, for instance, um, well, let's say Thornton Heath into London, if you try driving, you're looking at the same time. Even if a train, you're looking about the same time. In terms of wait time and stuff like that, you're looking about the same. So if my commute from Thornton Heath to London is an hour, and I can get the same commute from Chatham to London in an hour, then, you know, what's... What's really the reason to need to live in 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 London? Nice. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. Because yeah. you you like don't have no mollies. We don't have mollies. No, we don't. <laughs> it's the culture. Shops. It's the culture. Yeah, yeah. It's the culture. Plantain. plantain. Yeah, we can get plantain. So it's a it's more expensive plantain. <laughs> <laughs> That's an important landscape, important. Again, again, like again, if there's if there's bad traffic, going from again, okay, you guys say it's not London, but going from Wallington into Croydon can be you know thirty forty five minutes to go and get yeah. some to go and get some plantain, you know, like again, I I just think I would definitely say it's overrated. I definitely say it's overrated. Yeah, do you know what? In terms of price wise, price wise, there's it, living in London is almost like a case of you can almost argue that it's like bragging rights. I live in London, mm. like I'm I'm here in it. Um, 
it's like saying I live in New York, I live in Paris. I yeah, live in... yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you're paying for the premium to say I live in a space. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's essentially it. You're paying for the premium to say I live in London. Um, These times you didn't but, even choose to live in London. You're, bro, <laughs> your parents chose to live here. <laughs> and, and when they chose to live here, it was cheaper. Yeah. Much cheaper. Mm. Um, like Jamila's parents' house was bought at a fraction of the price for what we're going now, a fraction of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yes, but again, for me, it's 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 like the culture. It's the, the there are things in London that I really dislike. Like on a, on a regular basis, people are really suspicious of each other. So there isn't much um, just free conversation on the street. I I, I go countryside and people are just saying hello to each other yeah. but on the flip side i hear people from the countryside saying like everyone knows everyone everyone else's business and they're just talking everyone's business i wouldn't like that i would like to be able to be on friendly terms with people i wouldn't like to be seen as a like suspicious looked at suspiciously and stuff and that's something that happens in london so london is a bit more isolated mm. um there are things about london that aren't that isn't very good but on, on the flip side Bro, if my children came home with an accent any other than London, we're going back to London. <laughs> you come back with a, with a Bromley accent, now nah, we're going back. Manchester, Liverpool, yeah, we're going back. You have to back. go far to get a different accent. Nah. Like, nah you have to go far, nah. far to get a different accent. Essex. Okay, Essex, Essex is... maybe, but, well, I guess I haven't been to Essex as much, but everyone in Kent has a London accent. I, I don't see a different accent here. There's definitely a different accent in like Oxford and then places because my work is there. I go there now. I was like, pardon, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some crumpets with that tea. Yeah, the, the, the accents will throw me off. I'll be like, nah, I don't know who you are. But also, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think like, and this is very trivial, but the fundamental thing for me is the accents. I don't want my children having a non-London accent. I can't stand it. I really can't stand it. Um, yeah. I think another yeah. important thing is like family and friends. Like, I'm like all the connections are here. And like, even if, like, since being married, I'm not seeing friends and family that often. I know that it's not too difficult. Yeah. To do so. Fair point. Fair. And, and that's trains are expensive as well. Oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, my sister, my sister lives in Hertfordshire. She's had she's had a baby, so there's a there's an infant in the family. I only see the baby when she comes to visit my mum with the kid. Mm-hmm. I haven't been up to Hertfordshire, and it isn't it isn't a case of I don't want to drive them, but but it's just like work time and everything just doesn't it just doesn't correlate. But with my sister who lives down Addiscombe, bro. I've been seeing my nephews and my nieces on a regular basis. And call. so it's just, I, I could call, we could video call and stuff, but as you man know, I'm bad it's at that. It's not the same. Yeah, it's also not the same. It's also not the same. Yeah. So yeah. And like, even, and like even having like parents around to help with like childcare. Babysitting like, and all of them things there. Like yeah. I'm sure it's like mad for you guys out out in, in the bushels. <laughs> No, I mean, of course, there there will be trade offs. There will be trade offs. Um, 
you move a bit further out and you know, it takes a little bit further to get unless everyone moves unless everyone's out you know if, if everyone's out here yeah, then yeah it's the same thing you still have your friends or your family you can make friends yeah you can make friends out and then and making friends as an adult is much difficult than it is when you're a kid truth. when you had a lot more free time <laughs> truth truth so yeah, I think, but but the the one thing that I definitely agree with is um, moving out. Like visually, London is not that pretty. Visually, London is not that pretty. When you move out, when you move out of London, you you have you could when you're moving out, you have the luxury of like being intentional about where you live, green spaces, blah, blah, blah. And in London, the pretty spaces come with a heftier price tag. Yeah. But then are green spaces not overrated too? Because like, how often no, you go you... into a park? How how do you I'm gonna go walk in the woods? Because the parks are buzzed. Every day. Because the park, the... bro, you go to the park, there's one man like smoking weed or whatever, just, it's, it's buzz. <laughs> It's, nah, but, but Peter lives next to a forest, and you got all these antisocial behavior people just doing their quad bikes and there. <laughs> it's better than it's better than worried about getting stabbed. Nah, 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 nah. nah. you know what? Yeah, don't don't talk like say, the place uh, uh, you're living ain't. You, you, you I'm nowhere near as worried about getting stabbed here than I was in London. I'm sorry. I'm more I'm more scared of white criminals than 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 than, than, than I'm of black Fact. criminals. Facts. Really? Facts. Because, because, because I feel like white people just take things too far with everything. Bro, you will go missing and you will not be in the newspapers. <laughs> you will not be in the newspaper. If you get stabbed, yeah, you might, you might, you might get a feature on The Voice or something. On The Voice. But in them ends, yeah, missing, <laughs> it's just going down as a statistic. You're not going on any newspapers. No one is They're reporting wrong. on it. White criminals are different. Found. They're mean. They're mean spirited. Did you guys see the video of the <laughs> the the guy in uh, I think it was in yeah it was in Croydon, um, and he was attacking like a car. He was yeah. attacking someone. In he pulled a car. out a knife. I, I, pulled I, I, out, I it was, wasn't yeah. a knife, man. He pulled out a sword. <laughs> Oh, it was a little Rambo <laughs> thing. It was Cleaver. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get into it. Yeah. You don't get that out here as much. You definitely don't. As much. Well, no, because I, 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 don't, I don't want to say you don't get it at all because I haven't, I haven't read it or heard it around here. Um, but definitely, I mean, just even, even, even how often do you hear police sirens? Like, we go into London, when we were going to church, and as soon as you, you get into London within 30 minutes, there's police sirens going somewhere. <laughs> An ambulance going somewhere. Tell a lie, yeah. I um whenever we go on retreats, we kinda go into the countrysides. And one like what most of the time we're coming back off the motorway, you you can tell when you've driven into London. No, you just know. You could you can just it just it's just something there was one time I had my window down. I was like, we yeah, yeah. we're back in London. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we're back. <laughs> but yeah, there's like, there is definitely perks of moving out of London. There's definitely perks of moving out of London. Um, I would I would like to live outside of London. I would like to go countryside or whatever. But I think around the practicalities, the day to days of living outside of London, I'm just like I can't. I don't think I can deal with it. Mm. I don't think yeah, I can I deal think... with the 
the practicalities of it. I think that's the other thing as well is it does. I think it does depend on who you are as as a person, Ooh. like your work and stuff. Like if you haven't, I mean, there are people here that commute into London every day. Um, as a coach or whatever, like it's a doable thing. Uh, for me, I'm in a unique position where I work from home. My job is actually in Oxford. And I work from home, so it's like, and I'm the kind of person that's happy to just be in the house all day. I'll go and then, you know, get beaten up by some people, and I'm like, oh, good. So, you might want to give context works. to that boy, because you're saying yeah, your space is it doesn't have much crime. I go, I go, get beaten up and come back home. No, go perpetuating stereotypes in an MMA dojo, so it's cool. Um, but yeah, it, it, it works for a certain personality type, and, and mm. you know, I guess. Um, if you're the kind of person that wants or needs to be near or have access to the clubs, <coughs> and it's a club, then cool. That was so condescending. Well, what's wrong with the clubs? <laughs> Only covered in anything. And it is like, why are you like this? <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, look, I, I'll, take a, yeah. I'll take a park and some woods and, you know. Oh, yeah, like I, I, I would, I definitely enjoy the the different pace of life, um, and I I do think I would enjoy the different pace of life outside, um, of London. But yeah, I think I'm too acclimatized to London. What exactly though? If if I ask, what exactly would you would you necessarily miss? I think the convenience of everything. Of what? Family being around, corner okay, shops, okay, okay. like transportation. Corner shops is not a London thing. It's not a London thing. And you drive. But, <laughs> but, no, no, but let me finish, bro. Why, why, bro. It's not a London thing, but like the sheer number of them. Like on my, on my way to the train station, which is like 10 minutes away, I walk past like seven corner shops. Yeah, bro, you just got that one spot by exactly. you, bro. Exactly, you don't... You... Yeah, we've got no. We've got the one spot. We've got a Jamaican shop <coughs> down the other end. We've got, um, you know, You're your racist. your Turkish shops. shops. Sorry, you're racist. Why? <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, like a Jamaican um, like patty and stuff. They sell no, that. No, I'm, I'm I'm talking like convenience shops. I'm talking like convenience the quality shops. Of it. Mm. I need I need to point out the quality. Like the yeah, yeah, but not the one you know. <laughs> We, we haven't got it here. We haven't got that here. Yeah, we haven't got that restaurant stuff here. See, but if, 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 if I if I wanted to go buy Banku, if I wanted to buy Banku, there's a shop yeah. right beside me I can buy. Can you go and buy Banku? Can you? Yeah, you we'll just come to can London. You... <laughs> You're going to drive one hour. I love London just to come back to London. <laughs> You're going to drive an hour for Banku. Oh, uh, we'll make it. Or two hours. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get it after church on Sunday. <laughs> No, I, so, I, I, I get, so, I get. Okay, fair enough. That's fair. That's fair. And I need to point out the quality of things as well. Yeah. I complained about the KFC here. Like I've been to KFC here, and it's like no spices. Like, what, what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, you go to you go to the KFC um, opposite West Croydon, and you know, hey. yes, there's rats there, but hey, <laughs> you could um, you could taste the MSG in the food. <laughs> we we still we still. Who is it this closest is no to? The I think, recipe. Well, no, it's not. I think it's closest to Mo. No, no, no. It, well, you guys might not know it, but we still only get Chinese from one place Max. in Dorset Heath. Yeah. Max. We got Chinese yeah. out here. I got food for it. 
Chinese, I'm not even hungry anymore. So, and that's it's, yeah. it's the convenience for me. It's the convenience, yeah. the convenience yeah. of family, convenience of transportation, and but but also, I have grown up with the London culture. So for me, it, there's something You've about the culture. You've also grown up in Ghana a little bit. So I've also grown up in Ghana adapt. a little bit. But I, yes, yes, I can, and I am a lot more adaptive than my wife, because mm. all she knows is Heath. Mm. Like literally, all she knows is Heath. Um, but I know that I have spent, at this moment, three quarters of my life in London. Mm-hmm. And so I, I am more, in as much as I was born in Ghana and I was raised there for the initial part of my life, I am more of a Londoner than I am Ghanaian at the moment, just by virtue of where I've lived. Um, and I, haven't, I have taken in more of the London culture than of even the Ghanaian culture. Mm. Um, so, and I think yeah. that... Yeah, I think there's 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 also that sense of familiarity. Yeah. So like that like like you could go to different parts of London. You could North London, East London, West London. It still feels like London. Hmm. Not uh, my wife says not Enfield. Well, why why is Joe coming for Enfield? Oh, I'm saying <laughs> any any part of London you go to, when the man them say, "Yo, what ends you from?" You know what's about to happen. You you kind of you kind of know the, the script. Yeah, yeah. London's London's like like a pick and mix pot of just everything, and it's like no matter where you go, it's still you still feel like you belong there, even if you're not Ooh. from there. Um, diversity wise, I, I believe there is another. I think is it Birmingham or Bristol? I think it's Birmingham. Apparently, is more. I think is like the most diverse region of of England or whatever. Um, town or whatever however they're kind of split so diversity yeah, they wise the only person who is possible is Bugsy Malone yeah. outside of him everybody else and even Bugsy Malone I still need to fine-tune my ear to his take to his music <laughs> but yeah it's yeah, and that's again the accent. Nah, if Leia comes home with a Brummy accent. Nah, what are you doing? Go back. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. Again, it's dangerous to say this with Anita around, but I've, I've legitimately considered and can see it being feasible living in Ghana and working here. Like, if I can work around the legality of it, I could easily, we could easily move to Ghana. If we get the right place, we get a good internet connection. And yeah. But. Yeah, the two requirements: internet and air conditioning. No, nah, I've, I've we went there. We, I've been there recently, and I can't I can't handle the heat anymore. <laughs> so we need air conditioning. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, my mom. My mom went there. She spent a couple months there, and came back with eczema all over her body because of the heat. Stress. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just because of the heat, it was mad. Um. Yeah, so I and and plus in terms of um house prices, most definitely house prices are ridiculous. If you're if you're looking at a house that is in decent condition, don't look at anything beyond below uh three fifty. Mm. For a three bedroom house, don't look at anything below three fifty within our area, anyways. Don't look at anything below that because the amount of work you're going to have to do to that place, you might, you're going to have to practically stay, stay renting whilst you fix up that house before you can move in. Mm. 
because it's not going to be in the space that you want it to be in and it's going to need a considerable amount of work before you go into it. But in that regard, if you do want to remain in London, and and this this is specifically for the Christians, yo, you you got to talk to God and try to pattern a side hustle somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, really talk to God about, yo, like, you see these gifts that you've given me? You've said that your gifts will place you in front of kings. Let's let's talk. <laughs> let's talk. Uh, I need some. I need some of that royalty money to be able to get this this house. That's me. Because it's it's, I I almost see it as a challenge to be like, yo, okay, Jesus, I don't want to move out of London, but I recognize that these prices are mad. If this is the space that you want me to remain. Then, and like I'm gonna buy something, then we gotta pattern it somehow. Do you wanna buy a house, Moses? I do wanna buy a house. But and but the the thing the thing also is, yeah, I'm looking at this practically. And sometimes remaining in rent in a rental place is actually more practical than buying. Because mm. it's, it's like my wife because my, my, my wife works because so it's in terms of the overheads and stuff like if any building work that needs to be done on this house isn't coming out of my pocket. Mm. Anything to do with the structurally is not coming out of my pocket. Like, but the thing is, obviously, if you have a landlord who isn't prompt, then there's issues there. Mm. If it's your house, then you know that, all right, cool, the roof is leaking, let me call this man to come do it. But again, do you have the money to call my man to come do it? But if I'm renting, I don't need the money. You need to come fix it. I'm paying you rent. (laughs) Bro, it's as simple as that. I'm paying you. There's damp. I'm paying you rent. Come fix the damp. And so structurally, anything that happens is down to the landlord to fix it. It's not coming out of my pocket. But you have got a good landlord then, because exactly. And if it's a case of landlords trying to move mad, cool, I'll go find somewhere else. Yeah. And think, so you've yeah. got that flexibility, and you've got this sense of like the building is your responsibility. But if the building is yours, then literally everything to do with the building is coming out of your pocket. It's like renting a car. When you rent a car when you pay for the thing insurance is is part of it petrol is part of it like whatever depending on depending on like where you got the thing from but some people some places petrol is part of it insurance is part of it all you do is ride it all you got to do is make sure you don't crash it you don't dent it bring it back in the same condition that you took it out in and it's the same with with a house but with a house obviously they they factor in wear and tear just a natural um, degradate like whatever of the house as as time goes on but outside of your own stuff you ain't got to fix nothing mm. but, but I guess with with owning a house there's that sense of security that you know you don't have to you don't have to worry about being kicked out you don't have to worry about Rent yeah, your 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 there's, worries are different. You're well, not worried about being kicked out. The worries are different. Yeah, but then there's also the fact that you want like in your renting, you're really 
you're helping someone pay their mortgage. Yes. Yes. And then when you leave, that that you don't get anything back. But then yeah, you don't. when you're when you're when you own, you know, at any given point in time, you know, as long as you take care of the place, and there isn't like mad things going on in the world, house prices mm-hmm. are really generally gonna gonna go up, and mm-hmm. value is generally gonna go up. Um, especially at a time like this where a lot of people end up moving out of London. So prices yeah. outside of London are going up because the demand is going up. So you get in early, you know, and they're almost guaranteed prices are going up and up and up. And so when you then sell, you make your money back and some profit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so in as much as, you know, yeah, the, the, all that worry is on you. I guess it's, it's slightly different as well if you buy like a new build because then you get all these warranties and... Um, okay. Yeah. After sales service and stuff like that, like we've had, we we're having people come down to do a bunch of work, and none of that's coming out of our pocket because oh, that's it's sick. part of the warranty. I didn't know yeah. that. That's it. Yeah, it's part of the warranty of, of of a new build. You get like ten years or something ridiculous like that. Um, so there, there's there's also that to consider, and in the longer term, you know, it becomes with a car. <laughs> Anytime I talk about buying cars this pain in my heart because I paid ridiculous amounts for a BMW and then go try to sell it someone offered me 50 pounds that's <laughs> mad and that's the person the, the person offering the person offering me was like boss it's not me it's the system it's the system it's like <laughs> scared for his life you know so yeah. I always see a car as a depreciating that, thing but a house yeah know, in that you are right investment. in um, typically house prices go up and so if you spend 50k on a house and you sell it in 10 years time you could be looking at like 300k or whatever um but also considering inflation considering stuff like that cost of living and everything um so equivalent 50k 10 years ago equivalent now maybe like 150 and so calculating with inflation yes you're getting some more but you're not getting as much as you thought you were going to get um so yes Yes, there, there is truth in that. There's also, until you paid off the house, the house is still a liability, it's not an asset. Mm. Mm. Because if you stop, if, you, if there's a month or two that you can't pay, the bank can take that back from you. Mm. And now you're homeless. And so all of, that, all of that money that you've paid almost becomes null and void. And so there's still an element of volatility and it being a liability until you've paid it off. And then it almost becomes this asset that you can you can do whatever. And that's that's part of my problem with... Um, well, until you either pay it off or sell it. Yes, yeah. yes. Part of my problem with financing cars is you're paying X amount for the finance, but if anything goes wrong, you still need to fork out for that as well. So it's, unless it's on the warranty and like, but as soon as it goes on over the over the warranty period, I'm paying like two hundred pound a month. Let's just say it might be more than that, but then um, the engine light comes on and it needs servicing or whatever just to fix that. I still got to pay my man two hundred pound and still fork out for the mechanic. Hmm. And so with like mortgage, if if it's not like a new build Peter type situation. I'm still paying that West or Barclays or whatever, 1500 The roof is now messed up. I still got to take out like five grand to go go talk to this builder to do something. Obviously, the roof ain't, shouldn't be messed up every year. That's mad. Um, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> 
But like my point still stands in that, yeah, there's this, and so that very much depends on your situation. Um, it will be situational um, and where you're at. So sometimes renting can be a blessing. Um, and yes, you are paying someone else's mortgage, but for the most part, um, rental properties are purchased on a buy to let um, mortgage, which means that um, if I, if I'm not mistaken, um, they give them a bigger piece of loan. Um, and so it, it's not that you're almost paying them or paying their mortgage, but that property was bought to rent. And mm. so you're paying off the building, but they still don't own the building because they legally cannot come and live here because they bought the building to rent it. So legally they can't live here. And so there's there's this weird thing in which buy, buy to let's mortgages work. Um, so if they buy the, if they sell the house, bank will still take their peas. They will take whatever and then they'll kind of keep it moving. The same with a normal house. But I know that a mortgage for you to live in the house is different from a buy to let mortgage. Yeah. yeah. And it works different. So yeah. If you did have to move outside of London, Moses, where would you move to? Um do you know what if I if I was to move out of London but still within the UK? Mm-hmm. Still within the UK, um I'd be looking so there are three spaces that I'm looking at, and it's just I may be romanticizing these areas. Um, probably I am. Um, Northern Ireland. <laughs> Facts. 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 As I said, I may be romanticizing these these spaces, but I've I've where, got a boy. Got where a did boy that come from? I've got a boy who li- who lived in Northern Ireland, and you know they've got an accent as well. I know. Yeah, it's mad. It's mad. Um, I've got a boy who lived in Northern Ireland and like, it just looks so picturesque. It looks so picturesque. Um, Scotland. Again, accent is mad. But Gelade went there and it was just so picturesque again. I know that he went hiking, he took some pictures, it looks so picturesque. And, the and they have free free university there as well for, come for, on. for residents. Um and I know that their prime minister right now is on crud. She is doing a thing. Um or Wales. Well, you so think just every every say, other country. If you're gonna go, <laughs> if you're gonna go, you're going outside of. Like, I'm going Britain. outside of England. I'm you're going like, outside of England. Get off this island. Yeah, I'm going. Okay, why Wales? So again, Wales picturesque. Um, yeah, <laughs> he wants to move for the pictures. <laughs> Bro, it's for the gram. It's for the gram. Hmm. Um, it it would be it would be. Um, I really thrive in green spaces just having green spaces around me, natural green spaces around me, I really thrive in them. Um, and so it, it will be more of a selfish move if I was to go to one of these three spaces. Um, but in considering the family, I don't know where, where I'd go. Um, I don't know where I'd go. Um, yeah, 
I don't see myself moving to Kent. I don't see myself moving to Essex. I don't see myself. Yeah, if if I if I am to move, <laughs> it'll still be it'll be like it'll be like the bougie areas, like the Streams, the <laughs> like like the the Streams Vales and them things there. Like it, it might the even expensive be like, areas. Yeah, it'll be like in Bromley where they've just got just got a fat drive and green greenery everywhere. It will be in spaces like that. Um, and so, yeah, like, I need to have a serious conversation with God because right now my wallet don't stretch to them areas. Mm. Even, on a rent, even on the rental tip, my, my wallet don't stretch there. So I'm like, God, we're going we're gonna to need to talk. But yeah, that, that would be me. I'll, be, I'll still live within London, but I'll move into areas with a lot more greenery. Um, spaces where the streets are a lot more cleaner the air smells a bit more fresher um yeah how about about yourself if you were if you were to um my top three places i might pick chatham just because peter lives in chatham um Chatham is quite cheap compared to London. So, yeah. Chatham, if not, I'd, is it called Greenhouse? Near Blue oh, okay. Water. Near Blue Water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Greenhouse? Green Greenhouse? Yeah. Yeah. Just for the sake of being, being near Blue Water. So there's, mm. there's, there's at least that entertainment, shopping mall. Yeah, yeah. You can get shop. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And if and um, a bit you know of that man that always used to go Chacadero and and them things. <laughs> well, but, but it's like if people are coming over, at least there's I'm there somewhere so I know I can take them to go and do stuff with. And last place, um, Brighton. Okay. okay. If I could get a place, yeah. that's not yeah. too far away from the beach. Mm. Then yeah, because like mm. we went down to Brighton for like a weekend, and it was it was it was, it was, it was really nice there. Yeah, yeah, same. When I'm when I um, Jim took me to Brighton for my birthday, and as we were there, I was like, yo, like I could see us kind of relocating here, but but like when I went to Brighton, I realized that every city has its own personality, mm. and. The personality in Brighton, I was like, I don't know if I'd want my kids being raised in this in this city. Yeah, it's the unofficial LGBT. Um, well, um, <laughs> when I was looking at but, uh, universities, we looked at. But uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm not gonna have this conversation on podcast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it off the podcast. So, yeah, <laughs> one thing I can say on podcast, we were looking at universities. You know, you go for open days and stuff. Mm-hmm. We went to one open day at University of Brighton. My dad's only advice was. If any male is being too friendly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the personality is very fluid. And not mm. just not just sexually, but there's just fluid and free in terms of just like drugs and like in, in all of those sense, mm. in all of that sense. And yeah, I'm just like, I feel like it would present um, more of a challenge in a way that I'm raising my children. It's kind of like to help party central that. outside of London. Yeah. Like, Want to be a pizza. And so I'm just like, okay, 
how, how I don't think I currently have the wisdom of how I would raise my children in that environment mm. um, to keep them grounded in what I believe they need to be grounded in whilst also being comfortable enough for them to explore themselves within that space. Um, so I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. Just, just the fluidity and the freedom. I'm just like, okay, yes, I want them to have the freedom and stuff, but how do I ground them enough that they've got a stable foundation to be able to explore from? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I think I'm going to click to round up. Yeah, that was a conversation. If you can buy a house, buy a house. But I feel like, you know, the one that's the, the, the con of cons, shared ownership. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you got the mortgage and you're paying rent as well. That's crazy. Oh. <laughs> I was I was looking at shared shared ownership. Isn't I hosting shared ownership? Um, I'm not sure. It might not be actually because I think so, he no. was looking at it, but then he kind of yeah. backtracked yeah. after reading the fine print. No, yeah, shared ownership is ways, uh, The schemes, I don't. Well, I think the government schemes, and that's one thing with the UK. I think the government schemes end up being, yeah, government's going to try and make some money off you, but they end up being a, a decent a decent thing if if you're if you're desperate to get out of renting and you want to own mm. something you know owning 50 percent of something you know is yeah, yeah. It's less, with it's the less hopes of being able to buy more exactly. as of when you yeah. become more yeah. affluent yeah or even again like the whole buy and sell I'm, I'm noticing a lot of people and that's like a whole model is you buy and sell you buy living it a little bit sell you know like that it's if you're looking at a way of making long term like investments and stuff like the 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 housing market's always you know one of the more stable places mm. to to invest but and I'm hearing Mandem's talking about you can get into the housing market especially if you're going to try flip houses mm. with none of your money yeah yeah there's ways to go about there's it there's ways to do it but it will literally be a full time job so yes. don't go in and romanticize and, and oh, I'll just get Billy those, to do X. No, a lot of those as well, they're willing to do the work themselves. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I I don't know actually if I can say this, but I, I know a few cats that are in the property and like, yeah, they're doing a bunch of the work. So they're learning, they're making mistakes, but you know, they're flipping houses and like, yeah. again, you buy a house that's like cheap or, you know, relatively cheap, it needs a lot of work. You're renting somewhere. But then you put money into that and sell it, you know, it's funny, like 10,000 worth of work ends up being worth 100,000 for yeah. the price of a house. Yeah. Like, yeah. investment wise, it, it's kind of mad, but yeah. it is a lot of work. It is a hell of a lot of work, but, you know, everything is, you know, everything is. So. Everything worth yeah. doing lots of work. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Cool. Oh, facts. What, what is, is Dre still about? No, she's dipping. Okay. I was about to say, where would she like to live? But yeah. I don't know if she can just sleep, like, whilst you're talking. <laughs> yeah, hook up. What was she saying? She's learned to sleep through my snores, so with the school, she's had to learn to survive. <laughs> cool. You guys got hookups? Yeah, I've got hookups. Yes. No, no. Peter, you can do your thing. So my hookup is... I'm going to say... No, I'm not going to say. 
on i don't know if it's on all android phones but definitely on samsung phones there's a utility called modes and you can effectively set up you know um or configure different things that your phone does either in different places or at different times so i can set it up such that if i come home you know maybe it's a silly example it switches on wi-fi it turns off my data does a bunch of stuff but you can automate all of that but the way that i've been using it recently is actually work time um so focus mode work mode sleep mode so at 10 30 i think actually i think it's on iphones as well it probably is on iphones as well 10 it 30 is, it is. I, was about, I was gonna my, say that my screen goes into black and white do not yeah, look my two look look yeah yeah. Um, so just, just my, 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 uh, yeah, my thing is to, and you can also restrict apps and stuff based on the mode, um, to look into it, just look into the modes and routines on your phone. If you've yeah. got a smart home, you know, then you can even extend it to the house. And so at a certain time, the doors locked, the, you know, the alarm set, all of these things can be automated. So look into the, the, the modes and routines or building some automation on your phone. It's fairly straightforward now with um android and, and with ios so fairly useful as well so yeah that's my that's my yeah. ios got that as well so my thing um is a, is a graphic novel so the graphic novel the kindle version was released um yesterday i believe yeah. was released yesterday but there's a physical copy which is being released in march um, which I've pre-ordered. Um, so my, my hookup is a pre-order of a graphic novel by a guy called um, Brian McDonald called Land of the Dead. Okay. And it's sick. The premise is sick. The premise is just... So it's meant to teach you about stories, how to write stories, how to be a better storyteller and stuff. And um, the, the argument almost, and I'm, I'm not going to give try to give all of it away, but the argument is almost like the wisdom we need is in the land of the dead. The wisdom we need is in the very spaces we don't want to go. And it's in going to those spaces to learn those lessons, to come back to the land of the living, that we can actually use those experiences and lessons and stuff, um, recognizing that there is so much wisdom in, in the graveyard. Like people have died with their wisdom. Um, and also recognizing the library is full of dead man's wisdoms, dead man wisdom, dead men's wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Fam. So yeah, there's, yeah, land of the yeah. dead is the space that the wisdom resides. Mm -hmm. And if you want it, you need to be prepared to go there to go get it. I'm not sure. I haven't dug into that from a biblical perspective but yeah Brian <laughs> McDonald is my guy cool so before I give a hookup just a PSA announcement season 2 of Record of Ragnarok is out now on Netflix is it out? cool yep. didn't you man say it's dead? I, I felt it was dead I, I kind of I'm enjoying it so far. I didn't even watch the last episode. That was kind of... Yeah, because I was going to watch it and then Peter was like, it's dead. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. I'm not going to watch it. But I'm hearing good things of Ranking of Kings. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. Rank, it's, it's on Netflix as well. It's a blind and mute 
prince who's meant to be king, but people are like, you're blind and mute. You can't, you can't be king. But then the anime is just about like him patterning everything. But yeah. Cool. So, my, so my actual hookup is another, is a Netflix show called Physical 100. Yeah, I'm gonna start watching that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Physical 100. Physical 100. Um, it's a Korean game show basically where they get like a hundred, um, like very built people or like fit people so mm. they can be like um, weight trainers, judo people, wrestlers, um, ex, ex police, ex army people so they've got like 100 of them males and females and they're competing in different um activities to see who has the best or, or like optimum body sick it looks um, like crossfit games meets takeshi's castle style yeah come oh, on yeah, yeah. and and obviously everyone's got their own like strengths and weaknesses um so they're so people are good at different things so like the, the, the first challenge was they had to hang from this like from like this rack and it's like whoever it's like i think it's like 50 percent cut off rate so first first fifth 50 people there to drop out of the competition and like, and, like, obviously, and like obviously if you're a bodybuilder you're strong but you're not that kind of strong that grip. yeah you haven't got that grip strength so a, a climber might be skinny but they're gonna last you yeah. days and while some of these people were lasting for like 15, 16 minutes, I don't even know how it was That's crazy. crazy. How did they, how did he do when we were doing the hang and then flank? Well, I, I couldn't even hang for a second, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ones are hard. Yeah. But yeah, well, I remember the days when Peter and I would go to the gym and we'd be banging up like 200 dips casually. You remember the days you used to do muscle ups? Yes. Bro, do you know what, yeah, this story time, I remember the day when Peter and I were squatting like 220, 240 kg. We're half repping, half repping. And then this this man comes in with with a walking stick and then he's like, bro, you want to put in work, you know? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes, oh, you man, you man should wear a belt unless you want to end up like me. (laughs) Fam, the next day Peter came with a belt. <laughs> the next day I was like, "Yo, man, I didn't even wait for the Amazon to We went to the shop. I was like, <laughs> like you get that warning and then go back the next day, do the same thing. What's wrong with you?" I remember the guy as well. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah, I love it when people give wisdom so nicely. Mm. Get a belt if you don't want to end up like me. And then he just he just hobbled off. He just he lived it. He lived it. That was an angel. Oh. That was an angel oh. right there from Peter got his belt. You see, I'm saying Peter got his belt. I still don't have a belt. <laughs> I, I just dropped the weight. Well. I still I just dropped the weight. Yeah. But yeah. So you guys were banging all of this out. Then you got married. You all went downhill from there. Crazy fam. I'm not banging up 200. I don't know if he's banging up like 170-ish. Oh, look at that. Do you know what, yeah? Funny enough, my my gym attendance did not, like, was not hindered until Leia came, until, like, kids. And that's Ooh. when it was hindered. 
So marriage didn't actually stop me from going to the gym. No, kids will. Kids will. It was the practicalities around the kids, but I was just like, yeah, I just, yeah. yeah. Well, you hear, you heard it here first, but guys, if you want to go to gym and be healthy, don't have kids. Mud. All right. Um, shout out Rude for the intro outro music. How turn the Audrey Maze logo. Twitter at the Furnace We Came. Instagram at TBS Furnace. You can email us at tbsfurnace.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the Baptist Furnace. No apostrophe. On all good podcast websites and apps, the Baptist Furnace with an apostrophe. And that's it. So this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Black. Hadouken. <laughs>